Welcome to another episode of This Catholic Life. Conversations about life's ups and downs, big and small, how we deal with every situation imaginable, whatever life throws at us, but still manage to be sensible, practical and joyful. Today's show is Tree Change. Yes, that's right, not Sea Change, but Tree Change. This is a show about people who move from the big city out into the country to find some peace and quiet, or what is it they move out there for? To answer this question, I'm joined by Ryan Galliott, artist, resident Greek and co-host today. Yes, hello. Hello, Ryan. Of course, I'm your host, Peter Holmes, and my special guests are Chris and Rosina Gordon. Welcome, Chris and Rosina. Hi. Hi, Peter. So you're joining us because you have, in fact, made a tree change. Now, how long ago was this? So we moved down to Wagga in um, July last year. Well, well, I came down first and then uh, we managed to move the whole family down by August. Hmm. Right. Uh, so just for those listeners who don't know Australian geography very well, um, Wagga is, what, how many hours south of Sydney? It's a good five-hour drive south of Sydney, so five hours is in, in Australia is not a not the most um, distance you'd have to travel to get somewhere, but it's a reasonable distance. It's not not just pop down for a, you know a carton of milk sort of distance. That's right, Peter. Fortunately, there's a McDonald's every two hours. <laughs> you, can, you can grab a coffee, and uh, the kids can go to Playland. So yeah, yeah. You said you were getting a coffee, but where did you get one if there's only McDonald's? Um, sorry, that's that's my prejudice showing there. <laughs> But you, what you're trying to say there is that they they do have fast food. Is is McDonald's then your definition of civilization? If, if <laughs> oh look, I'd have to be honest and say yes. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, firstly, the tree change idea of getting out of the city is not a new one. I I hadn't heard that um, saying until uh, a bunch of my friends started moving down to Wagga. And you're not the only ones, I'd have to say, of our friendship group. Two of my colleagues have actually moved down there recently, and there's been several other people we know wander down that way. What's what's why go for the trees? What what what's in it? What attracted you guys down that way? I think, um, for, from my perspective, we we had six children. Our youngest one was three, and the city for me was just becoming um, suffocating, really. The traffic, the cost of living, the having to pay road tolls because we were in Sydney, having to pay mm-hmm. road tolls. There's a traffic light on every corner, so every every single trip you make is a long trip, and you've got children in the back who aren't coping very well. And we thought maybe if we could get out, get some more space, cut down the mortgage, which was becoming a little bit um, difficult to service, and Maybe we just find a bit more peace and quiet, and and uh, life would be a bit easier for us. Yep, fair enough. What about you, Chris? Moving from working in the centre of the city out to the the country, what's that like? Yeah, well, for me, the the big bonus is uh, less commuting time. Uh, so, uh, in Sydney, I was getting uh, a bus and a train. Sometimes driving down to the train. Some days. Um, it would be an hour and a half each way. Yep. The city and, and that's a good three hours a day, isn't it? That, that's right. It's, it's three hours out of your day, and I've I've got all those hours back here in Wagga. Um, I now have a leisurely eight-minute drive to work um, in my own car. Mind you, I'm now taking all the children to school with me because I, I teach at the school that they attend. So it's probably a noisier trip, but a 
a much briefer trip than the one in Sydney. Right. And as a mother, having your husband home earlier, like later in the morning and earlier in the afternoon, the family dynamic is just so much better. The, and the pressure that, that has been lifted off my shoulders is incredible. So he can help them with homework. We, um, I just, I look around and I think, how are we having dinner? And it's so early. And how is everything seeming so much calmer? And I realise, oh, yeah, so he was home by five today instead of 6.37, 7.30 when he was doing the commute, which is incredible for a family. It is quite remarkable. Yes, Moses has returned to the people of Israel. <laughs> the, uh, the law has been restored to our family unit. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. That's a great analogy. I mean, Box, we could talk about life in Sydney, but it's it's mm. been a bit strange with COVID. But uh, just a, you're, just a you're not living alone? No, no. I live with uh, my auntie and her family. So, uh, look, when I want that peace and quiet, I go off to the backyard or lock myself in my room, which is great. <laughs> But that's about your options, though, isn't it, Box? I yeah. mean, what we're talking about here is there's not a lot of space. Mm. Um, w- one of the things, perhaps I've moved the opposite direction. It's been almost 30 years since I lived in the country. But when I first moved to the city, I kept trying to do country things in the city. So I went for walks late at night, you know, with my Walkman just and got mugged, basically. Mm. Um, so <laughs> it was just it was a bad idea. <laughs> So what can you say about community life out there? Because one of the things people, I think, uh, are concerned about, I think, Box, you were saying before we came on air, the, the FOMO, the fear of missing out, yes. is a big deal for younger people in the country. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more? And then perhaps Chris and Rosina can give us the truth about the country. I was just, uh, look, when I was younger, I, I did sort of had this mentality of, like, Sydney's boring, I want to move somewhere else. Um but one of the things that made me fall in love with Sydney, I guess, was the the idea of ministry and, and, and getting back into my faith. And and I guess part of that also was intertwined with this fear of missing out of um, what can I do? How can I get involved? Um, because I did grow up in a sort of semi-country situation with the uh, small town I lived, with, lived in in Philippines. But, um, you know, never something quite as rural as uh, what you're talking about. Hmm. So, Chris and Rosina, ha- have you missed out? Like, what have you noticed anything you're missing out on in the in the country? I, I feel like all the things that I love about the city. So, I grew up in Sydney when I was a younger person. We used to come to Sydney a lot for holidays. My mother owned a house in the inner city. So, my my the, my love of Sydney is the harbour, Newtown, all that inner city hub and um, the busyness the art house theatres, the shopping, the cafes, the nightlife. But we were living 45 minutes out of the city when we were in Sydney and I started to think I don't live in Sydney anymore. I live in this little suburban area called the Hills and all those great things that I had loved and grown up with, even early in our marriage we'd lived in the inner city. Um, We could go to the Cathedral Parish, we could go to St Pat's Parish. We'd stop doing all of that. We even found that going to the beach had become we'd have to go down the road tolls, we'd have to pay the parking, the parking was timed. Everything had become very difficult, especially since we had the six children. And so um, we didn't know where we were going to move to, but we knew we needed to make our life more affordable and and um, be more available for our children. So we were lucky that Wagga was where Chris got a job because we already knew so many people down here. 
And um, as you say, some of them are from Sydney. And we find the accessibility. So we even had trouble accessing our friends in Sydney. Just driving to their house became a real hassle, became very time-consuming. Now in where we are now in Walker, everyone's 10 minutes away. Everything's 10 minutes away. And even a 20-minute drive doesn't seem that bad because we don't have the traffic lights, we don't have the traffic. So it's not as stressful doing the the normal things. Mm. So we're um, finding that we see more friends. We see see people every day now, whereas it would be a weekly thing for us in Sydney. Um, We're getting a lot more social activity and um, our kids are getting more time with their, their friends as well. So it, it's been really beneficial. Mm. So the things I missed, I wasn't actually able to access anyway, I think is the way of looking at it. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I think that issue of FOMO, the fear of missing out, uh, is probably more of an issue for a younger person or, or a single person. Um, mm. I mean, we're, we're married with the six kids, so... If we are going to socialise, it's it's usually going to someone's house for a meal, or inviting friends over here for a meal. And you know, the majority of our friends are, are married with multiple children too, so we're we're pretty much entertaining in the home. Um, here in Wagga, people seem to have a bit more time for that. I remember in Sydney, in general, people were a bit rushed and a bit more protective of their time. Because you're in the rat race, there's so much commuting time. Um, that leisure time is quite precious. So even just little things like talking to someone in the supermarket, in the, the checkout line, uh, people will do that here in Wagga, whereas it, it tends to happen less in Sydney because everyone's in such a rush to get home mm. for that, that small amount of, of home time that you get. What do I miss about Sydney? I, I miss my friends that are there, although a lot of them are coming down here to visit us. Um, I do miss the beach from time to time. As Rosina said, it, it, it was a good hour's drive for us and tolls and, and expensive parking and that kind of thing. There's a, a, a nice lake here that uh, we walk around. Uh, Wagga does have a beach um, on the river, <laughs> on, on the Murrumbidgee River. There's uh, supposed to be a five o'clock wave. Um, every afternoon they release a bit of water out of the reservoir and it comes down the river. I'm yet to see this wave. I, I think it's more legend than anything else. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there are things I miss about Sydney. I mean, I grew up there. I was used to driving for an hour. Um, that's just what you do in Sydney. That's just life. But yeah, the, the, the ease of getting around this town is, is magical. Mm. There's just basically one street you have to avoid that has a few sets of lights. And um, <laughs> <laughs> apart from that, you, you're never really driving for more than 10 minutes and it, it's very stress-free driving. Is there something, Chris, in, in the, the idea that there's a I'm, people often talk about country manners, or at least people from the country talk about ton- country manners. And there seems to be a kind of an idea that people in the country uh, are friendlier. Now, is that because they grew up in the country and they teach them different things, or is it just that they're less stressed out there and therefore <laughs> they're less stressed in dealing with other people? And so they've got you know, the mental sort of less anguish and so they can be kinder. I think it's a mixture of both, Peter. Um, I, I've had some great conversations with the hairdresser 
um, just queuing up in the bank with people. Uh, people here, they're, they're really salt of the earth. They're, there's no pretenses about them. Um, Wagga's, uh, th- there's all sorts of different workers in Wagga, uh, blue-collar workers, uh, white-collar workers. It's, it's quite a large inland town. But, yeah, they, they just have that time too. They're, they're, they're not in a rush to get home. Um, so they, they have time to talk to you. And I think they are. They're, they're just raised in a very humble way, I think, in the country. Um, what you see is what you get with people. One of the things that I noticed when I came to Sydney, I, a long time ago, one of our prime ministers joked that uh, if you're not living in Sydney, you're camping out. And uh, uh, to be honest, I, I sort of, thought he was just being his arrogant self at the time. But when I came to Sydney, there's a lot of people who seem to not even be able to conceive of life outside of Sydney. So mm. if you talk to some people about moving, they they say, oh, but where would you move to? And they go through a list of Sydney suburbs that don't tend to think outside of Sydney. Um, would you say that's something you've come across? And now that you're out of Sydney, you said some friends were visiting you. Um what about other friends? Are there any who think you've gone off the face of the earth? Um, I've lost contact with a, a few people, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm still in contact with a lot of people on Facebook and, and text messages and the odd phone call here and there. Um, there's there's already a, a few people that have followed us down, um, our good friends, the Dennis's, um, not long after we arrived, they, they came down to Wagga. Uh, they bought a house just up the road from us, actually, and um, their daughters go to the same school as our children. And uh, there's another friend I know who's who's strongly considering coming down. So I, I think that the pressures and the cost of living in Sydney is is getting to people, and be interesting to see if that's uh, heightened by the the recent COVID nineteen crisis. Mm. That's an interesting point, actually, Chris. Um, Life in the city has certainly changed a whole lot in in the COVID situation. I must say that one of the benefits of COVID has meant that I've cut out the three hours of commute each day that I normally have to deal with, and I've had lots more time. I'm home for dinner, for starters, and all the things Rosina mentioned. How has COVID affected you down in Wagga? Well, I mean, the the school was shut down. We were actually the first school in New South Wales to close. Um, we closed a few days before um, the rest of the Catholic schools closed and then the, the public schools closed. So, look, I, I really enjoyed the shutdown period. Um, I found it very contemplative. <laughs> there was no pressure to, to go anywhere. Um, I had a lot more time for prayer. Um, I did go into my office to do video calls with the senior classes um, and, it, look, it's pretty much impossible to get work done here with, with six kids running around. Um, <laughs> if Dad's home, it's party time. So, um, yeah, it. so, you know, I, I enjoyed the silence of my office at work. I got so much work done, it wasn't funny, and I... What I'm wondering, Peter, is if the way that we worked during the shutdown, remote work, remote learning, uh, using our laptops at home, if that's not the way of the future and if big corporations are going to realise that people can be just as productive at home and maybe even more so 
because um, we're cutting out that, that back-breaking commuting. There's still the issue of um, being in person. I mean, I, we've been doing this podcast via remote uh, largely during COVID, and I miss hanging out with Mike. I miss hanging out with Box and the other the other co-hosts. And I, that yeah. physical reality actually brings bonds of friendship in a workplace, which help the work go smoother. Um, and in other ways, of course, not having to be in a meeting with the annoying people makes it uh, much less of a problem <laughs> to go to meetings. Having said that, Chris, though, um, one of the things that's been shown time and time again in studies is that people who are happy in their family life and in their friendship lives are better workers. You know, they do mm. they produce more uh, effective, you know, output. And if you're getting home to the family and your wife's happier. Uh, that's going to make you a better worker wherever you are. So I think the corporations, if they've got any brains, will be picking up on this because if you've got a happy workers and they're happy to be where they are, it's going to uh, have an impact on staff turnover for one thing at least. But let's ask about uh, Rosina. Is how is the is the COVID thing been different for you in the country than the city? Do you think? Can I just go back for one second? You said about camping. If you're not living in Sydney, you're camping. <laughs> yeah, sure. I used to rephrase that and say, if you're not living within 20 k's of the city, you're camping. And I felt like I was camping. I thought, here I am, I'm in Sydney, but I'm just not really getting the best of it. And mm. I think I could be having a better time somewhere else. And just to um, the advantages is we've halved our mortgage, doubled our house size and got three acres of land. So we've, we feel like we've won the lottery. Yeah. It's a compelling argument, Rosina. Well, yeah, you should try it. <laughs> I look out the window, I see two sheep lazily grazing on their grass. I look out the back window, I see the mountains and the cows having their lunch. It's really quite calming and relaxing and peaceful. It's a very and, – and that also can, after a while, you have to adjust to the fact that, oh, I've now left behind all that busyness mm. and I have to accept that this is now my pace and that can be confronting too. But you asked me about the lockdown. I think the lockdown actually made it a bit harder adjusting because I would have spent more time catching up with people and going out and finding my niche and getting to know the town, and all of a sudden you can't go to a cafe, can't go to your friend's house, you're not allowed to have a social event. I'm like, I've just moved towns, and I'm not really sure of my footing at the moment, and now I'm stuck in the house with six kids, and Chris is loving being at work with no one. <laughs> He's sitting in his office having peace and quiet. <laughs> so it was, it was hard from the perspective that we were doing the homeschooling, and, and I think just in general, I think that situation would have been the same for me in Sydney. I couldn't go and see friends. I couldn't go to a cafe. I just couldn't break that monotony of the, the children all day needing me. And so I, I'm not sure if I'm better or worse off. Can I ask about um, perhaps both of you? Maybe I'll start with Rosie this time. You've mentioned, you've both mentioned the choir and the pace of life. Can you give us some anecdotes or little little uh, encounters you've had which demonstrate this change of pace, if you like? I've had a lot of time for exercise here, which I, I probably <laughs> didn't have in Sydney. Um, that's probably one point to raise. Um, we have this beautiful Lake Albert, which is a five-minute drive from our house and um, takes about – 50 minutes to walk around the lake at 6.5 k's and um, so I was getting a bit of exercise uh, kind of walking slash jogging around Lake Albert and it's very peaceful there's lots of pelicans and water birds and um, 
lot of people on bikes and um, the odd fit 60-year-old putting me to shame, doing two laps, jogging around in the time that <laughs> I do one lap. Um, yeah, so that that's one thing. I've, I've got time for that here. Just, just more time for leisure, more time for reading, uh, more time for prayer than, uh, than I did in Sydney. And so when we were in Sydney, because everything was so hectic, getting to a sports match on a Saturday for the kids, getting to the training session, I actually made an effort to try and limit the, the after-school activities for all the children. So we'd cut back to almost nothing. And now we're in Wagga and I'm actually feeling like I want to start getting out there and I actually don't mind driving a child off to a training session or I actually look forward to going to the Saturday game because it's 10 minutes to get there going to see my friends and I'm not going to have that anxiety of am I going to get home in time to get the dinner cooked? What am I going to do about those other? And I'm not stressing about every detail of, of the ride and the um, and the time that it's taking me to get everything done. So I'm really surprised that I've actually completely switched and I'm actually looking, can't wait until all my girls are playing netball on Saturday. In Sydney, I couldn't stand the idea of having to get up and try and get to that game and make it on time and then have to have three or four games, and then try to get home before five o'clock. So it has actually been a complete shift for me in terms of what I'm willing to do. Right. Uh, now, Chris, you mentioned the the prayer life, and that that's a fairly important part. If if we we're so rushed off our feet, I don't know about you, box, but in Sydney, I feel like sometimes I'm so rushed off my feet that uh, squeezing more prayer in this sounds really mm. bad, doesn't it? Squeezing God in is really hard. I got to say, I'm I'm lucky because I have the uh, the luxury, I guess you could say, of, of a casual job. And I take the shifts uh, that I'm gi- given just uh, a few few hours a week. And that does give me time for my art and a, a bit more of a, almost like a rural lifestyle, I guess, just at home. I actually spend a lot of time at home. Um, I drop off my, my cousin to school, pick him up from school. And um, it, it's still very much uh, in some ways, like I remember what it was in Philippines, because there's a lot of family-centric things that I do. But then it also has the, I mean, that's that's my situation. And it's complemented by when I do want to go out and catch up with friends in the city or go to an adoration session or something somewhere, I, I have the access to that. Um, so, yeah. You mentioned you mentioned adoration there, um, mate. That brings me to the, the next part. One of the things that people often think about when they're moving, especially Catholics, is where am I going to worship? Mm. So, uh, and the, the, I guess the question is, Chris and Rosina, what does um, church look like down there? Yeah, so we um, we attend the Mount Aaron Parish, which is the, the old Latin Mass. Um, so there's a 10 a.m. every Sunday. Uh, there's a wonderful priest, Father Lednich, Father Stephen Lednich, who's um, a wonderful pastor of that community. And uh, it's a beautiful old chapel inside Kildare College um, at that site. In, in general, though, Chris, in in general, would you say, you know, you, you're in touch with other people down there as well? Uh, is there a, you know, some people might fear I'm not going to meet any Catholics down there. So what's your feedback on that? Yeah, well, there's there's wonderful parishes uh, all over Wagga. Um, there's around about seven parishes in town. Uh, there's one close by down at the Rock, and uh, one a bit uh, northwest at Coolerman. 
uh, one out at Ganmain. So very well serviced for parish life, and and they're all um, they're all wonderful communities. Um, very well looked after by by very good priests, and uh, we've noticed there's quite a few youth groups and um, wow, group, yeah, group, groups of various kinds for for different ages. Um, our kids have gone to a few of the the chosen youth group offerings at the cathedral, uh, so St Michael's Cathedral in the in the heart of Wagga. Um, and we we went on an amazing bus trip out to Narandra to uh, the pool there that has some some water slides. <laughs> Here's the key question though for Rosina. Um, most people think, what about the shopping? Yeah, that that's the. I mean, how much shopping are you doing anyway? And you're generally just doing it in Westfield in Sydney somewhere. <laughs> and okay, you will get bigger stores and you will get. Um, much more range, but you're not buying it all and you don't need it all. And what you find down here is most of the main brands run a store. So everything you could get, everything you need, you will find. And then what you do get is you get these beautiful country stores and there's a lot of, um, you know, rural clothing stores where they sell the RM Williams and the, the rural brands. Um, you would have no problem at all. I've had no problem at all accessing everything I would have bought or looked for in Sydney and you can shop online as well. So So the the key question now the key question now is how were you guys for toilet paper when everyone else had run out? <laughs> Man, was that the worst? <laughs> we got to the point where we were just about to uh, have an issue and I think that was just when they stopped hoarding it. So we had to go at 9.30 in the morning, line up outside the shop and get straight in and get the first roll off the shelf. After a while, the news agent was stocking those really large circular rolls of toilet paper. So I remember paying eight bucks for a roll of toilet paper at the news agent. You asked about, um, you asked about will you meet Catholics down here? There was a, a story on SBS about Wagga. And the opening line was Wagga, the Christian capital of Australia. So you actually have no qualms at all. You have no problem at all. There's Catholics everywhere in Wagga and, and they're multiplying and they're turning up and moving down here. That's the least of our worries, actually. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that's a great thing to hear. Now, as a, I've spent a fair bit of time um, with one of my kids in ICU in one of the big teaching hospitals here in Sydney, one of the concerns that other people might have is the kind of accessibility to facilities like medical mm. practitioners, um, you know, the big things that when things go wrong. And, and I know we met people in, in that hospital here in Sydney who'd flown up from Wagga. So there's at least some things in a big city that are, are going to be always in a big city, if you know what I mean. Sure. And, and Wagga is... Um the reason why a lot of people live in Wagga is because it has all of the government services. It's actually a very well-serviced country town. And so it's a centre for all the farming areas in the Riverina. And it's, it's extremely well-serviced. So unless you had an extremely rare or specific issue, you can actually do most things. Yeah, Wagga, Peter, is the, um, it's the seventh largest town in New South Wales. It's the largest inland town um after the coastal towns it's, it's bigger than canberra 
very well serviced and there's um there's enough shops even to keep Rosina happy. We're not going to comment on the comparative uh, quality of people living in Canberra and Wagga either. <laughs> that, that will leave that one right out. So I was surprised when I got here how many um, boutiques, small cafes and bars there are and the little hipster things that are going on and um, the expensive fashion shops that are here. I, and I realised it's got a university, it's got a hospital, it's a teaching hospital. There's a lot of people who move in and out of here too because of the army and the police and they come mm. for one or two years. So it has a very strong um, population. It's with um, people who've got money. There's a lot of people who come down here. We've got friends who live here. You would have expected them to live in Sydney, but they came for the space and they came for the quality of life for their children really. Right. It, look, it sounds really good. I mean, it's it's not quite, you know, middle of nowhere country, the way you're talking about it. It's sort of a like almost all the good things you could think of about city life without perhaps the harbourside views, you would have to admit. Um, there is something fairly, as Chris mentioned earlier, there's something special about the coast. Although, as he said and you said, I haven't seen much of the coast living in Sydney. I've almost had to go out of Sydney to find the coast. If someone were thinking about this kind of change, what sort of things would you, what advice would you give them? What sort of things should they think about? Well, we came down here for the school because we were looking for a very good, strong Catholic school that was going to ensure our children came out of school with the desire to still practice their faith. So that was really important to us. And we knew that at that school there was going to be a great peer group and we'd have no trouble making friends and um, we could rely on those parents. And that's all, that's all been true. So we're very blessed by that. The first thing I'd do is say, just Google the real estate and see what you get for your dollar and see how much uh, land you can <laughs> afford and and then um, have a look around at, at the town. Because what I did was I was in Sydney, I was a bit worried about moving down here because I thought oh, we're going to be in a backwater and we're going to be missing out on so much. But after I started looking at all the facilities and all the things available, I started to feel better. I knew that what my kids were after was down here as well as up in Sydney. And it's quite similar to the existence we were having out in the suburbs of Sydney. It's actually quite similar to that, just slower paced, more land, more house, and um, just a chance to be with our family more, which is what we were really missing out on. Right. Chris? Yeah, I guess you just have to ask yourself... um... What is it that you really value in life? Um, what do you want out of life? Where do your priorities lie? Um, for me, it was um, in Sydney, I was breaking my back to service a large mortgage, um, working long hours in a, a reasonably high pressured environment, um, all that commuting that we mentioned. I just was, was really burnt out, to be honest. Um, down here, um, the the mortgage is a lot less. We've got an amazing three-acre property with a pool. Um, the house that we bought, somewhere in Sydney you could afford this or, or the kind of place you would buy a property like this in Sydney might be you know, Northwest Arcadia or Kenthurst or somewhere like that or Dural. You'd be looking at over $3 million for the property um, we bought our house here for under a million. Um, and, it, you know, we've, we've just got so much space. I, I walk outside, I can see the trees and the sky. 
everywhere I drive, I, I see cows and sheep and um, just recently going to a funeral back in Sydney, I, I actually felt really claustrophobic and um, haven't experienced that before, but um, trying to get uh, to Bankstown first of all and then Beverly Hills and uh, major roads and all these trucks and uh, I felt really stressed and anxious trying to drive around. Right. Yeah, when, when I get back to Wagga, it's just so easy. and uh, You can see the wildlife. You can um, you, you just kind of feel a lot more free and, and easy down here. Right. Well, you, you're doing a hard sell there, mate. It's a it's a pretty good spiel. But uh, on that, I feel like I should defend Sydney, but I don't have a lot to say. Like we've got we've, <laughs> we've got a lot of uh, leafy stuff in our suburb, and I take we've got a lot of parks around us, and that helps. But I grew up in the country, and so there's a certain amount of nostalgia in my um, understanding. Mind you, I live very much in the country. It was you know seven kilometres from the nearest town, which had about ten houses in it. So um, my memory of the country was a, a primary school of twenty four people. And uh, almost all of them beat me up, so I'm not. I'm not. I don't have a lot of nostalgia for the social life <laughs> of the country. <laughs> just, <laughs> but um, look, it sounds like you guys have landed on your feet down there. I want to say thanks very much for for having a chat to us today, and it's been really um, good to see uh, not just yourselves, but many other people find um, some peace and quiet, and also some family time because family is one of the most important aspects of our lives. I think your point about what really matters is an important point. Some of us think we're going to miss out when we move out of the country, uh, out of the city. But uh, the question is, what what are we missing out on? And even if we think about that question here, we could probably think about what we're doing with our lives here and make some adjustments. But that's it for this week's podcast. If today's discussion got you thinking or arguing with your podcast device, let us know. You can subscribe to the podcast at thiscatholiclife.com.au. Drop us a line. Tell us what you think we should talk about at info at thiscatholiclife.com.au. Or you can continue the conversation by joining our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Discord, and you can find all the links in the show notes. And I think those social medias even reach down to Wagga. Um, <laughs> you can write us a review on iTunes. Um, remember to be signed into your iTunes player. And if you do that, more people become aware of us and we can get more people involved in the conversation. Remember, this is a uniquely Australian Catholic podcast. We think that's an idea worth getting behind. So tell your friends. Before we go, it's time for shout-outs. So uh, Chris and Rosina, get yourself a shout-out ready. I'm going to throw the box first. I want to shout-out really quickly to the first responders. Um, I know everything's been going up and down lately. Things have been dying down, but... uh, Worries of spikes and things like that happening here and there, whether they're rumors or not. I know it's not easy, so I want to shout out to those guys because I know my auntie is one of the nurses. So uh, thank you. Nice stuff. Rosina, would you like to shout out to anyone? Oh, just to all my great Catholic mum friends in Sydney who I know are doing it tough under the pressure. You're welcome anytime to come down here and get a taste of just how good it can be. And I love you all. Nice. Chris? Yeah, all, all my friends in Sydney, a big hello and um, a special mention to everyone there on uh, Level 13 at the polling centre. Uh, my, my old colleagues in the evangelisation team, uh, hope you're all doing well and um, keep fighting the good fight. Nice. And I'd like to shout out to those uh, friends I've always had from the country and those who've moved there. Um, it is a great life and... Uh, 
when I first moved from the country to the city, uh, no one believed me about the country value. So I'm glad that everyone's changing their minds and uh, and checking things out. Hopefully, you're right, Chris. Hopefully, we get to spread out a little bit more in Australia as as remote work becomes more possible. But who knows? That's all for now. Thank you for listening to This Catholic Life. Mm-hmm.